Welcome to Rising Minds Podcast, a space for us to get into what it means to heal generational trauma, live a life of self-discovery, and stand in our authentic truths. We're two star-shaped chicas trying to make it in the world made for squares. Women of color, emotional as hell, and on the old side of 30. We hold space for one another and you to figure out what it means for us to be living our best lives. And we manifest the hell out of getting there. Hi, friend. Hello. How are you? I am hanging in there. How are you? <laughs> I think same. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about getting a snack before we started, and I'm just like, ah. Let's just get it done. <laughs> Let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, everybody knows what we're about to do. If you are able to take a moment to find some stillness, to sit or lie or whatever you would feel most comfortable doing, you can go ahead and start heading there. If you are on the move and busy, then of course we don't want you to hurt yourself or anyone else. So keep doing what you're doing and maybe just listen, focus on your breath and create some mindfulness in whatever way that you have the space to do so. If you are already in a comfortable position, please feel free to close your eyes, give them some rest, and begin by settling into your body. Invite your attention to come to your breath. Taking a step away from all of the thoughts running around in your mind. And welcome a natural, easy rhythm of breath. Remember that any thoughts that do come, they are not our enemies. Simply... Let them go. Focus even further on your breathing. By paying attention to where you feel warmth, whether that be in your nostrils or in your throat. And let that warmth relax your body even further as you sink into your position. Now, imagine that you are sitting at a table. And in front of you, you see two big bowls. The one on your right is filled with pleasant experiences, pleasant opportunities, pleasant friendships and relationships, the things that truly feed your soul. 
observe how you feel when you look at that bowl, when you think of those experiences. Enjoy any pleasant and bright feelings that might arise. And take a moment to notice how your body feels, how your mind feels, and how your spirit feels. These are your healthy habits, the little things that you do to take care of yourself from the inside out. But now take a look at that other bowl. It may be filled with things that drain you, things that you may do on a regular basis, but they don't feed you. Whether that is TV time or social media or even maybe fried foods. Things that we may at first glance believe are good for us. But when we tune into how we feel afterwards, we may get a different signal. Take a deep breath in, feeling yourself deeply connect to the center of you, the part of you who knows who you are, your true self. And exhale out all of those habits and things that are not feeding you, that do not deeply connect to the person that you are. Inhale, I am my choices. Exhale, I am my choices. Breathing deeply into your stomach and chest. Inhale, I am my choices. Exhale, I am my choices. Last breath. Inhaling deeply, I am my choices, and exhaling, I am my choices. Start to bring your attention to your surroundings, any sounds that you may hear birds chirping, a lawnmower mowing, sounds of someone cooking a delicious dinner. And will your fingers and your toes bring some gentle movement into your body in whatever way feels best for you. And when you're ready, Open your eyes. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. I love a good visualization. 
Although sometimes my mind is like, ooh, a table. What kind of table? <laughs> is it long? Is it short? <laughs> is it like round? It is matter. it rectangle? <laughs> <laughs> is it a dining room table? Is it a Where desk? are we? Like, it doesn't matter. Just do the thing. That's so loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And sometimes he's like, ooh, give me more details about right. this table. And I could have. But you know we like to keep the meditation yeah. short. Because, you know, I could have set the stage. No, I know. It's it's, it's not necessary. It's just my, my imagination wanting to be... <laughs> Thorough. Directed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also maybe, like, my people pleaser being like, I need to do this right. There's only one right kind of table. What is she looking at? <laughs> it's just a table. <laughs> yes. Glad you enjoyed. And I think really just trying to focus on, I know for me, and like we've had conversations that kind of touch on this, but I know how important it is to be intentional about the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Yes. Because like that is, that's making up my life. Like those itty bitty moments, every single, you know, at every single stage of the day, all of those choices are combined, I guess, to make up our lives. And so I know that once I, when I'm feeling low or sticky or icky, if I just address where are you, where, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Where is your time going? What are your inputs? I can normally find something that could probably use changing. Do I always mm-hmm. change it? No, absolutely not. But sometimes it's hard. <laughs> but it definitely is a sign for me and definitely puts me on to what's really going on. Yeah. I it's making me think of this. I don't even remember where I saw it, but it basically said like the reason you're burned out is not because you're doing too much. It's because you're doing too much of the wrong thing. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And so it's really evaluating that intention, right? And like, how is something, is it either giving you energy or is it draining your energy? And evaluating what you need and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis because maybe what you think is giving you energy is actually taking away from you and the other way around. So being intentional with, how you build your days so that you are energized by, by the things that you're doing or maybe balancing them out properly when you do have those things that are more draining than energizing. Yes. Um, I saw some research from a researcher called Duhigg that said that habits make up 40% of our waking hours. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And when I read that, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I agree. But then when I thought about like, okay, Jessica, like what does your day look like? And as far as like the way that I wake up and then I got to brush my teeth. I got to like, you know, use the bathroom. I got to, depending on, you know, what's next. Am I showering now or am I going to go read or whatever. Like a lot of those things are things that I do on autopilot. And then I like was like, okay, well, 
I don't know what you mean by habits, but if you mean like eating as well, because like that is a habit that I do every day, multiple times a day. And it honestly takes up a decent amount of my day. Yeah. Then like, okay. So like, I'm just like tallying, like, okay, like how are we getting this 40%? But then what I think I was like, okay, nope, I think I get it. It's like, so maybe like work, my working hours are like, they change every day. We don't know what's going on, whatever. But like up until then, and then post then, there's not much variation for me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I guess that is almost 40% of my day. <laughs> so I guess that does kind of, that math does kind of math. Yeah. <laughs> That math does kind of math. And the thing is that right. I think it's easy when those habits are so set to to go on autopilot and don't even question it. And mm-hmm. like you said, it doesn't all all have to be things we think as habits, yes. like brushing our teeth, washing my face, mm-hmm. but also the reaching for the phone, the reaching for the sweet thing in my case, the... Mm-hmm. I don't know, the complaining, the like, oh, after work, all of those things are habits if we really think about it and we put them in autopilot when they're really set and we just kind of forget about it. And if we don't take a second to even just ask why you're doing something, what is the purpose of you doing this right now? Do you even want the sweet thing or are you just reaching for it because... Do you even, for me, I catch myself, do you even want to watch TV? Yeah. Or are you just going to sit down because that is what you're used to doing at this time of day? Exactly. Or do you really want to be on social media or are you just I know the answer bored? to that. It's literally <laughs> my finger just clicks it. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, like you're, you don't even have to look at your phone. Like your phone probably knows already where the app is. Yeah. Even when I try to hide it, I'll like move it to like make it less accessible. Yeah, no. Yeah. We, we pick up quite quickly this brain. Uh-huh. And the brain likes to do what is what it's easy. Yep, what it what knows. What it already knows mm-hmm. what to do, what it already knows that it's not a threat, mm-hmm. dangerous or anything like that. So once that path is established, it loves going down that path until we decide that we're going to go off the path <laughs> and do something different. But the, again, the intention behind those things that we choose is even more important because then it does become autopilot. In a good way, hopefully. In a good way. <laughs> with the, with, it also works with the good mm-hmm. things too. Yeah. It does. It absolutely does. Um, and I think the good habits, once they're locked in, are so helpful. Mm-hmm. Because you're get, you're feeding yourself on autopilot, right? You're doing these things that we know are helping but they don't take thought. It doesn't take effort. It doesn't take any like fighting to get you there. It is literally just a part of what you do. Um, I remember when I <laughs> gone on many a diet in my day um, and people would always say like, oh my God, you're so motivated. Like, how do you do it? Oh my goodness, whatever. And like, it <sighs> may have started as motivation, But it very much became a habit of like Mm -hmm. 
how can I eat as little as possible? How can I, and like moments where I was like, you know, really doing my thing, like meal prep Sunday was like a thing. Like it was the first thing I did on Sunday. I would go grocery shopping Friday after work. That was my habit because that's when it's chill. Nobody's there on a Friday night. Go on Friday. (laughs) And then meal prep Sunday morning. First thing I could go to brunch after I could do whatever after, but like it was the first thing that I did on Sunday mornings was to make a grain, make a meat, make a vegetable, make two of each probably for lunch and dinner and maybe prep some breakfast if that's what I'm in the mood for that day um, or that week. But it was not about motivation at all. Like it was, I trained myself to do these things out of habit. Yes. There was no motivation required. And that's what's so great about habits. Yeah. Once you really lock them in, you don't need motivation. Yes. But I think then what we need to focus on is building that discipline to establish those habits. To build the habit. (laughs) Because it's not like it's going to happen in a week or even a month. You know, sometimes it takes several months for that to become, Mm -hmm. for you to not think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll, I'll say that I have, I think, an advantage because when I was little, my mom set me up for to be a, a morning person. <laughs> She's not a morning okay. person. And after my parents divorced, she got me an alarm clock and I was in charge of waking everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I, rem- I don't remember how old I was, but I was very little to the point that I was still taking showers with my brother. So I like, I would get us both up, get us in the shower, then wake up mom. <laughs> Until a point where I was just like, I don't want to share with my brother anymore. But I was very little to like that point. Mm-hmm. And so at very early age, I started developing that discipline, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if I didn't want it. Right. Like it, it was everyone waking up was riding on the back. Oh, my God. I mean, talk about anxiety <laughs> at that age. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night being like, <gasps> oh, no. And if I didn't wake up, then. I would miss the bus for school. My brother would miss the bus for school. My mom would be late for work. So like days ruined. Yeah, like days. everyone's routine would be off because I didn't wake up. And that was a lot of responsibility, is... which is another thing for another day. Another conversation, another conversation for, for another, another day. day. But I think I does I do think that that helped me become disciplined from just early in my childhood. And mm-hmm. I think I I'm good at implementing the the radical changes I call them. Okay. <laughs> so I radically changed my diet when I went off sugar, oil, and salt from one day to the other. It was like, no more. The end. And that was it. Like, I didn't. <laughs> I I still don't cook with salt. <laughs> it's been like two years. So I it's kind of easy when it's like a bigger life change. When it's the small mm-hmm. things, though. Eee, those are hard for me. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Yeah. That is so interesting. I know. It's... Like, oh, I don't know. Organizing my desk. I'm just, I am just can't do it. But ask me to do something radical and ask me to quit my job today and I'll do it. Uh, Done. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know what, why that is. But, but I, I do think that that early start gives me an advantage now as an adult because I had to develop that muscle of... Definitely. Of consistency that maybe you don't get yes. when you're a child because it's a little bit more lenient and you're not so... Right. No one it's is depending on you. Exactly. But because people were depending on me, I had to like develop that early on. Get it together. Yeah. 
Um, I too think that discipline was definitely something that I got growing up. I think it was really a matter of like, (laughs) my parents used to make me play the piano twice a day. I played the piano for a long time. I started at six. I think my mom finally let me stop practicing at 16. Damn. Um, so <laughs> 10 years. And I'm not that good. <laughs> Just not. It was definitely not like a natural talent of mine. Mm-hmm. It was something that I worked at. And so I had to do 30 minutes morning, 30 minutes in the evening. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that built a muscle of discipline, because my lovely mother would make me, if I missed any, I had to stack them up on the weekend. <laughs> and who wants to sit at the piano for hours on a weekend? No one. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I definitely didn't have to do it on Saturday because that was when we went to church. But I, and I might've got Sundays off. I I hope she let me get Sundays off. <laughs> like I don't remember clearly. But because if not, because that would be the day that I would do my, my missed ones would be on okay. Sunday. So I hope I didn't actually also have to do one on Sunday and then also make up ones. But like that level of consistency and consequence yeah, for me was like a game changer in setting it up to have discipline. But I think the, what that, how that hurt me as an adult is now like, what's the consequence? Right. Like if I, I have to inspire, put in place my own consequence if I want that same carrot stick situation to work. And like, I'm not great at that. I give myself the reward even when I don't do it. And I probably wouldn't give myself a consequence even if I deserved it. So like, it doesn't necessarily work as an adult, but it definitely made it an easier battle to fight of like, I know I can do something every day. Yeah. I've done it before. I think it's it's hard to give yourself the consequence if it's like a quote unquote negative consequence, right? Like you're not going to punish right. yourself and like if you're new no, today, like, like no, you, you're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Even when even when my mother made me do it, I would be like pew 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 pew. <laughs> watches TV, watch it, reads a book. <laughs> pew 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 pew. Uh-huh. Read some more. Like I'm I even then I was trying my best to get out of doing it. So like. (laughs) But I think this is where accountability with someone else can be really helpful in setting those habits. Because maybe you don't care when you let yourself down. (laughs) But let's assume that you do care. (laughs) I have to tell someone. Yes, I do. I I have a, a larger sense of accountability to others. Exactly. And so I think maybe that's something that we can all tap into from once in a while Mm -hmm. just to set kind of like a contract for ourselves with someone else of like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to text you every day after I I did it or like text you a picture every day after I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to have that accountability. I've also heard people do it in a more extreme way of you got to pick something that is, you got to pick a consequence that is uh, painful to you. Right. Or something Mm -hmm. that is going to be like, I don't want to do that. Because then if the accountability, if the consequence is just like, oh, I I, I didn't get to do it and I didn't send that picture, but that was it. I I kind of let that that person down, but it's not, you know, it's not really 
hurtful in any situation. But right, yeah. exactly. Did I really let Did them I down? Really? Like, <laughs> I, they might care, but they're not like disappointed. They're not going to stop talking exactly. to me or something. <laughs> right. Life goes on. So, so I've heard people that do like money contracts of like, yes, if I don't I've do that, that then I'm going to transfer you $50 for every day that I don't do it. Yeah. Or I wish somebody would do that. I, I wish I could be someone's accountability <laughs> partner that was <laughs> sending $50 every time they didn't do a thing. <laughs> exactly. So you, you get to pick if it's really difficult for you to, to be disciplined. You got to pick a consequence that makes you go a little bit like uh, like scares you a little bit because then you're 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 exercising willpower and we have a limited amount of willpower every single day so when you're when you're counting on motivation and willpower not gonna happen right you'll deplete it yeah agreed i think though on the flip side (laughs) instead of a consequence you could go with like some positive affirmation some positive you know yeah Yeah, motivation um and so something that i enjoy doing is tracking my progress and so I have, you know, a cute little checkbox situation. And when I do the thing, I get to check it off. I think depending on when I'm really trying to build a habit, like right now, most of the habits that I have are ones that I've had for a minute. And so it's less about building, more about like not letting it go, remaining consistent. But at the beginning, I'll also attach like a reward. So like mm-hmm. if you get six of these, if you do this six days a week, you can get your favorite ice cream. Or something that, like, I really enjoy. Because when I don't want to do the thing, I'll be like, ooh, but that ice cream, though. (laughs) And then I'll get it together and do the thing. So that, I think, is also another tool on the flip side that can help keep you moving. Yeah. I think it's nice to have uh, a reward as well. I love a reward. I also have a tracker. I love checking <laughs> the things. I love, I, right. That honestly is a reward in itself. <laughs> I'll do it for the check. And for example, like now, today actually, I'm celebrating 1,370 days of consecutive meditation. So now I can't let it go. I'm not going to restart from zero. Are you crazy? Are you insane? Facts. <laughs> I'm not. So like I am going to do it. Even if it's two minutes. Like I, it's, I'm going to get something done. Even if it's two minutes. Even if it's like three deep breaths. I'm going to do it. Because that number cannot go back to zero. I'm sorry. You just cannot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a reward in itself for me as well. Speaking of maybe just taking the three breaths. I think staying small while you build that consistency is way more helpful mm. than trying to do the most right out the gate. Cause you're not going to be consistent if that is the strategy you go with. And also I think you need to build on things. You need to start yes. with one thing, one consistent thing for a month, do one thing after that thing established, you can add the next thing and hopefully they kind of go together. So they kind of work in, symbiotic way right and you do it on top of each other mm-hmm. uh, but don't habit blocking yeah D- don't <laughs> start like with like five different things at the same time it's just not gonna happen don't start with five different things but also don't start with like a super ambitious one thing yeah. like if you want to meditate more 
don't say that you're going to meditate for 10 minutes every day if you don't meditate. You're not going to do that. Like, (laughs) you're just not. Start with, like, I was reading this article and she was talking about how it's important to go so small that you feel like it's stupid and won't count. And so in helping people, she was like, I normally have to have people cut things down like five or six times before Mm -hmm. it is appropriately small. So if you followed her feedback, if you wanted to meditate, you probably would literally start with three deep breaths. Yes. Every day. And do that. She was like, do it until you're bored of it for two weeks. Mm. So not just when you get bored. You have to be bored for two weeks because at that point you've really locked in. Like that is now a habit. Once you're so bored with it, but you're still doing it. And then she was like, increase it by 10%. (laughs) That's hard. (laughs) And that's hard because exactly. You're like, oh my God, I did my three breaths. I'm ready for for 10 minutes. Like I'm ready. The habit is there. But I think that again is how you like fall off because then you, you take too big of a bite and you fall back. And so doing it her way, I think it takes you forever to really get to what you're aiming for. But once you get there... I feel like you're like locked, locked in. Yes, absolutely. I want to maybe, I don't know if it's this a, a pivot, but like another thing to consider is that sometimes where we actually have to start instead of actions is to consider our identities and our beliefs and how those support the habits that we have right now. Because that means that We're attached to them in a way, but if we get a new or if we think of ourselves as getting a new identity of this person that has these new habits, which in turn goes with these new beliefs, then it will be easier for us to actually hold them because we are those new people that have those new habits. But if you are thinking of like, well, I'm I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a person that works out. And then you're you're trying to like make yourself work out that that's it's right. not going to work. It's not going to stick. Conflicting. Because you don't think of yourself as someone that work out. So sometimes even the more helpful thing to make it stick is to do some little work on your identity. What are the things that you identify as? And then what are the things that you could identify with? to establish those new habits that you actually want and the beliefs as well. I agree. Something on like Instagram or Tiki Taki was like this girl who was like, I wake up every morning and instead of like saying, the, and what she says to herself is I'm the type of person who yeah. goes to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And like, when you say that you're like, I bet I got to go to the gym today. Like, yeah. <laughs> If that is true. And I honestly, like, it definitely helped me start going to the gym again more regularly was like, especially knowing that I have been that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also very helpful to make me believe it. Um, but figuring out what makes you believe it and what can make it really lock in for you, what sentence really locks in for you. Maybe it's not exercise. Maybe it's movement. And, you know, but like figuring out what you really want to be true for yourself And then speaking that into existence when you feel like not doing what you know that you want to do. Yeah. And I think you can start by looking at what you want to achieve with these habits. Because at the end of the day, the habits are, you know, helping you achieve something or hopefully they are, right? 
If you want to meditate, maybe you're looking for more, a better mental health. If you're wanting to work out, then maybe you're looking for more longevity or less pain in your body or something. It's always connected to something we want to do, right? Yeah. So look at those things and then ask yourself, who is the person that does that? And like, how do they behave? What do they believe? And, and then from whatever list you get, then you can start making those like affirmations for yourself of like, I am the type of person who, who likes to eat, eat healthy. I'm the type of person who loves going out with your friends or whatever, <laughs> you know? So I had a very, not negative, but I had this idea of myself, like I, it's really hard for me to make friends. And so because I, I used to think of like, oh, it's really hard for me to make friends, then I wouldn't even like talk to people when I went places or when I did meet people. It was like, well, this person is cool, but it's just, it's hard to make friends. So like, mm -hmm. whatever. So instead, I I had to take a pause and reevaluate that because at the end of the day, that is also a habit in how I relate to others, right? And how mm -hmm. I relate to new people. And in every space that I walk in, I'm going to be a new person, right? And there's going to be new people to interact with. And I had to switch that to a more positive thing of like, oh, no, I actually, it's not that it's hard making friends, it's that I'm feeling insecure about like myself. So, okay. So the person that I want to be that is able to make friends and that is confident when she walks in is a person that knows that she is valuable and that what she wants to that what she has to share is valuable. And so with that mindset in mind, now I can walk in and be more open with people because I don't feel like, yeah, like I'm doubting myself so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think in everything, <laughs> mindset is so important mm -hmm. because our actions come from our mind, right? Like we, there's very little that if anything, that we can do without our brain's input. Mm -hmm. Like even our breath, I'm pretty sure that's controlled by the brain. Like there, there's got to be some signal that lets it know like we're breathing now and maybe <laughs> we're not breathing now. There's water, mm -hmm. you know, like we're not breathing now. It really is the root of any change that we want to make in our life is like starting with like, where is this coming from? What, what exists now and what do I want to exist? Yes. So what would you say that your takeaway is from this episode? I think for me, it has been really important to reevaluate who I think I am and realizing also that I have a choice in that, that I, I, I can create this new identity based on what I want and not what had, what I have been because mm -hmm. You know, this person that I have been, she's lovely and she's great, but might not be the person that I need to be to achieve these goals. And so in me thinking, okay, this person that has this life that I want, who is she? How does she behave? What does she believe? What habits does she have? Has been really helpful. So for me, it has been about starting with that identity piece. What's yours? I think mine is probably the starting small situation. 
Like that is very much not my approach to habits. Um, and also probably why all of them do not succeed. (laughs) Um, and so the idea of really working on building the habit before you build the progress Mm. is something that's like not at all how I've approached building habits in the past, but I think it could be very, very helpful. I know that there's one habit that I've wanted to start for so long, basically taking a pause after my workday. My goal is like a 10 minute meditation or like a 20 minute yoga, but like something to reset my brain, let go of where it was and enter the evening refreshed. And it's never, I've never been able to make it a habit. Mm. And I'm thinking about if I, instead of trying to hit this 10 minute, 20 minute goal, if I said that every day after I finish work, I'm going to take three deep breaths before I get up from my desk or like sit on the floor. I think that would probably be better to just like get me away from the desk, but also taking the moment. If I'm going to sit on the floor and take three deep breaths. One, once I've done that, very likely that I'm going to do something else. I'm either going to take a longer meditation. I'm going to do yoga because I've already set the stage yeah. for space. But I just, I hadn't even considered the idea of starting that small. And if I don't feel like doing it, then I've just taken the three breaths and I'm building that habit of pausing after work and I can grow it down the line. Um, but yeah, I think that that is, that was like transformational for me. I was like, wait, <laughs> that little, mm-hmm. like that'll do it. Yeah. But yeah, like why not? And so I think that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, sometimes we can get really ambitious with changing everything at the same time. So ambitious. But yeah, I love that. The star is small. Do you have an affirmation for us? My habits make my day. And I think it's so small and it's so simple, but it's also game-changing when it makes me think about like all the unintentional choices that I make throughout the day that I maybe don't really want to be making. So yeah, my habits make my day. Love that. So mine is going to be, my identity supports my habits. I like that. Easy one to come back to. Well, I hope that this was helpful to anyone who is listening. I think I'm going to take a little bit of time and assess some of the habits that I'm that I want to drop, <laughs> like the the phone usage, yeah, exactly. the things that are more automated that I would want them to be, definitely. So thanks for the combo. And I hope that you also had some inspiration, yeah, for your own stuff. Yes, habits make our days, days make our life. Yes, yes, yes. So we really are making choices, even if they're not intentional. Yeah, Let's, l- let's be intentional about right, the lives we're leaving. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. If you want to help us out, you can do so by leaving us a review, by sharing, by connecting with us on Instagram. But most of all, just tell anyone that you think that would enjoy this podcast about it please 
Yes. If you're, if you find yourself having a habits conversation, you know what podcast to send them. <laughs> yes. If you know someone that's struggling, be like, hey, I thought of you when I mm-hmm. heard this. Here's yes. an episode. But we really want this to be a conversation between us and you guys. We want to create a community where we can all share about this. So please do get in touch with us. Please do share. And thank you for being here. Toodles and have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rising Minds. Our gratitude is boundless. You can find us on IG at Rising Minds Pod or email us at risingmindspod at gmail.com. Let us know how this episode resonated with you, suggest any topics for us to cover, or just send us positive vibes. Whatever you have to say, we can't wait to hear from you. Keep on rising. Peace. Peace.